Dolphins and Jags, what a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf Podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your week, buddy? Oh, brother. Um, you know, the, the highs of Dolphins win. Very exciting. Um, the lows of just consistently and constantly being sick. Um, and that's that's where I'm at. This is my life now. Hmm. Um, I'm sure this was one of the things we've done before, but if you're on the fence <laughs> about having kids yeah. and you don't like getting sick, you shouldn't have kids. Not for you. <laughs> um both kids are sick. Hmm. I'm sick. Jess was sick for like two days, and it's fine. And I don't know what has happened, but since I don't know if it was the case since Ellie has been born, or it's definitely been the case since Emmy's been born, that I would never get sick. And if I did get sick, it did not did not last long. And Jess was quite the opposite. When she got sick, it was a multi week ordeal. Um, and I mean, she's had all sorts of stuff, bronchitis and things like that, uh, sure. <clears throat> that just come, come from colds over the past few years, except this past year, it has completely flipped on its head and huh. I am always sick. Um, and COVID hit me much harder than her. We don't even know if it hit her. Um, she never tested positive. So it's like, it, it's, um, it's been tough. Now I, one symptom of long COVID is that you are your immune system is weakened. So that has also not helped because it's obviously gone right up against Elliot being at school and he is bringing home these things. Yeah. Now, little petri dish. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a sick house and um it's just not been enjoyable um to be sick on and off all the time. I do hope that we are better because Friday we're supposed to go to Disney. Um cuz mm. it's been a month so we we've had our withdrawal. Jones and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You getting those Disney trimmers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the women of my family have been sick somehow, some way. I avoided it. Me and both Jack, not sick. Been That's pretty good. wild. Well, yeah. Good that Jack's not sick. Shockingly, uh, neither of us got sick, but you know, uh, just back to the weekly uh, grind. You know what I mean? You know, rise and grind. Go to work. Come home. How many games are you watching? Not enough, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because I, I know it was a little bit different, and it yeah. might increase in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Come late October, something like uh, that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't know because you were you were you were sending some things about Najee Harris and things like that, and I didn't know if you were watching the games from last night today. Um, or if you just saw tweets and or looking up stats or stuff like that. But yes, yes, and uh, listening to some other podcasts, listening to uh, other things, and watching some highlights and uh, looking looking at stats mostly. You know, because we're just so heavily involved in fantasy football, so it's easy to um, see how players are doing. You know, seeing the low lights, I guess you could call it of Najee Harris. Not really necessarily highlights, but. Right now, Every- I mean, for me, it's a matter of I I used to have to watch the Jags game after 
the mm-hmm. week was over. Um, the weekend of football, I should say. And I'd watch it Tuesday or something like that in condensed form. But now with multi-view, oh, I am absorbing so much football in that one to seven time frame. Do you, I guess, because your game, your team's been on at different times, do you multi-view when your team is playing? I did not multi-view the four o'clock uh, Chargers game. You just, yeah, I see, like, I I can't, what I, what I, I did. Will, I will multi-view this week, though. I, I might. Not, I, not, I will yeah. not multi-view when the Dolphins play the Bills. Sure. Um, at one o'clock, but Dolphins Broncos... I'm putting them as the main audio in my lower right-hand corner because I'm on the right side of the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously below the TV, so it'll be the closest to me. Um, and then I'll have Jags, Texans, um, whatever is the best game at one because those both those games are absolute trash. And, yeah. and then the red zone. Um, that's I usually do – what I've been doing is Jags game, two best games, and then red zone. Um, so now I'll just add the Dolphins into the, into the fray. I did Jags game on my TV and the red zone on my laptop. Um, I've considered a second screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And the, I mean, I've been watching most – the games that I'm struggling to get to are the nighttime games because my schedule right now is such sure. that it's, you know, I got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning on yeah, Monday mornings mind. and Tuesday mornings. Pretty tough. You know what I don't mind? The two Monday night games. That was pretty. Oh, was I don't like dope that. Last, that was pretty dope last night for me personally. Yeah, um, not great for me personally. Yeah, because I could say I, I'm like I got nothing going on. Um, I, now I I take that back because most Monday nights I'm actually busy, but I'll get home right when the first game is ending next mm-hmm. Monday. So, but there's two Monday night games again next week. Yeah, what a nightmare. What? Uh, weird. I don't know what. What, uh, what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Uh, just a straight up Voodoo Ranger IPA, no no cap. <laughs> Okay, uh, Sweetwater Hazy IPA. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Um, Jags fall to the Chiefs nine to seventeen. Uh, I'd like to start with the defense because I'd like to say something positive before I go on to the negative. Uh, listen, defense held Chiefs to under four hundred yards, seventeen points. Kelsey was held to four catches for 46 yards and uh, forced three turnovers. Through two weeks, the Jags rank as the seventh highest graded defense overall. Uh, Defense is playing well, man. The defense played well enough to put this team in a position to beat the Kansas City Chiefs if the offense could have literally done anything. Uh, Yeah, your defense was incredible. Josh Allen missed a lot of this game mm-hmm. and you still um, held it down pretty well. Yeah. Um, and um, it's not like you were really getting to him once Josh Allen was out. Um, I know Chase Allen had a sack, but it was after. This is one for the year where we've already gotten that out of the way. The ball for like seven seconds. Yeah. So like maybe I could have gotten to him, you know, um, but, uh, but no, beside that, um, I think that, you have to come away with these first two weeks uh, pretty pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. um, by this Jags defense. Yeah. But also, it, it, it's not like – I don't want to say it's like not, not, not surprising, you know, because we liked a good portion of your starters. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the big concern is the depth. Uh, you don't have a third edge. You know, you weren't getting to Mahomes as much. You weren't pressuring him as much um, in the second half. And um, it's the concern if one of those cornerbacks go out, right? If Cisco, who's been yeah. a huge, He's huge been great. Um, presence in that defensive back room, uh, really taking a leap if he goes out. Like if someone like that were to go out, it would be a huge loss. And so, but you still have to be happy with how these starters have been playing, right? Absolutely. Um, and you know, but if you start looking a little bit deeper, there are some concerns. I would say Devin Lloyd, I think, has been better just by it's been, eye test. It's been very been, good. I don't know about the PFF grades, right? Um, but mm. by eye test, I like him. But I know statistically Trayvon Walker was not that great this past game. Um, and no, so- but he was He was the game before. So, I mean, it's kind of like you're not going to have uh, an edge defender, especially I feel like against Mahomes. I don't feel like that's necessarily the kind of quarterback that you're just going to like get home on and, and constantly get sacks. Mahomes is very good at escaping the pocket. He's very good at getting rid of the ball. Yeah, only if uh, have, like an offensive line, like in the Super Bowl against the Bucks. <laughs> right. And then that Bucks defense, especially their pass rush, was kind of otherworldly. Um, I'm trying to find just defensive grade overall for Devin Lloyd, but uh, by team would be the better way to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cisco, Cisco's looking very good. Uh, there was some talk on the radio this week that he should have pulled in that first interception, maybe would have been able to change the game. That's crazy. That ball, he would have had to jump 18 feet in the air to have been able to get that ball. It was over his hands. Like it, you can't sit there. This, this team is, was not built this season on the predication that the defense was going to be the 2017 Jags and what they've done the last two games should be enough for what this team has on offense to win football games. And unfortunately uh, they're one and one because Casey offensively, what in the literal fuck is going on out here? I, I don't want this to become this constant, redundant thing of picking on the play calling um so just assume that it wasn't good until we say that we liked what the play calls were but i will say this offense looks incredibly flat incredibly tense incredibly uh not themselves um you were oh and four in touchdown conversion in the red zone the the play that Trevor ran the ball and he on the zone read and he went to the outside on the first and one on the goal and got stopped for a three yard loss was he it's been reported that he did that himself. He called that upon himself to make that play. And, you know, a lot of people are like, you can't be doing that. You need to just try to run straight up the middle. Uh, One, he felt like he was in such a position where he had to, play so far above the X's and O's for them to get a touchdown at that point in the game that he felt like that was the right call. And two, we've seen him do that before against the Titans and he made a grown man cry in the locker room. So I don't begrudge Trevor for deciding to pull the ball out of ETN's belly and trying to make the play himself because what they were doing was not working. 
they got these back of the end zone throws that just are unsuccessful every single time. And it's just like everything that they did in this game on offense was bad. Yes and no. I do think that Trevor had a really good game. Um, and your receivers struggled mm-hmm. um, pretty mightily. And there was like six end zone throws, it felt like, that they couldn't get two feet in bounds. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's pretty frustrating for a team that ended up not scoring a touchdown. Um, I mean, there was one still of one of the Zay Jones ones that they show him with the ball with one foot down, and he is so significantly Mm -hmm. in the end zone. Like, I don't even know how it happened that he didn't get the second foot down. Um, Yeah. And so your receivers did not help Trevor out. Your offensive line did not. Yeah, I was gonna get. I'm gonna get to the offensive line here in a second. Um, Yeah. Your run game um, did not help Trevor out. So I I think that that is a huge problem just because, um, you know, we we have I had some concerns about this offense going into the year, um, and you did too, just a little bit less so, mm-hmm. um, but mostly on the tackles and offensive line as a whole. And as um, your receiving group, um, you know, the ups and downs of them. And, you know, again, I get how well Zay Jones can play, but he's Zay Jones. And he is incredibly better because he has Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, Trevor Lawrence can make a lot of receivers look really good. But the problem with having a guy like Zay Jones is that he's not, you know, a top 20 receiver in this NFL, um, you potentially don't have one. Ridley is coming back. I don't know if he's in full form of a top 20 receiver. And it shows. And, you know, I think that is a big piece missing because that's something that Mahomes, for example, likes, right? Every team, you go down the line of all these star quarterbacks, and they have that one guy that they like to go to. And it's kind of been up and down on who that is. He relied a lot on Christian Kirk, and we know why. We saw the mm. gameplay. We knew that was going to happen. We knew that was a weakness of the Chiefs defense. It's been Ingram for a lot of the, lot of the time as well. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's concer- it, they are not as talented as these number one guys across the league, and it's a big piece that could really hurt you in terms of what's missing in this offense. I think um, unless Ridley, you know, yeah. halfway through the season gets back to form. I think it is and should be Ridley. And I think he would played very well the first week. And I think this week, uh, statistics notwithstanding, he, you know, he got, you know, that pass interference call. Uh, he had another one that should have been a pass interference slash holding call. Uh, and then his, pass in the back of the end zone i don't think he could have gotten his foot down and then he slammed it into the goal post and he just wasn't the same after that but i i again i I don't want to make this about play calling but you have to take some shots to calvin ridley like you're saying like that is your go-to guy like throwing the ball to the outside to calvin is a better than 50 50 chance that it's going to be a positive play right like it's uh, calvin's going to catch it or it's going to be incomplete in my opinion and you have to 
keep trying those because this is this team's identity is a pass first team. Um, but the bigger problem, and uh, this is kind of what we were getting to, is uh, the offensive line. Outside of Walker Little, every position is a liability at this point. Anton Harrison is currently ranked 55 out of 61 for tackles with minimum of 50% snaps. Scherf is 31, Barch is 44 for guards out of 60, and Fortner is 31 out of 32 centers. Uh, And again, like going back to play call and game plan, they ran a lot of single tight end in this game and your right tackle and right guard are struggling. How do you not have somebody chipping Chris Jones? If the Jags and the chiefs played that game for, for the rest of the season, Chris Jones is going to have 50 sacks because they just refused to help Trevor by getting some kind of chip, something on Chris Jones. And they just weren't doing it. They have to figure out a way to help this offensive line. I think that this is the best combination that they currently have available on their roster, which is one of the bigger problems that we were alluding to when they were taking running backs and tight ends in the second and third round last year. And it's just, he's got to get some time. I, I am a believer that your offensive line play doesn't need to be much better than average, but right now outside of Walker little, everyone is playing at a significantly below average level. Agreed. All right, let's move on to uh, some quickly pa- on the, on the play calling because you kind of dove into it, but just a little bit more. Like sometimes you're just getting too cute, you know. Yeah, we're gonna get th- this. Is gonna be we're we're gonna get into it for the uh, yeah that Agnew play. I mean, it's just yeah. like I don't stop with the Agnew plays for, for yeah for crying out loud. Yeah. Let's um, take a break. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna get we're definitely gonna get into that for the game uh, preview. I wanted to get it all in there, just at different spots. Uh, okay. And he sees those double teams all the time. One of the great gunners in the history of the league. Booster takes off and goes the distance for the touchdown. Dolphins are victorious over Pats, twenty-four to seventeen. What, what a verb! Really, really put a lot of thought in that one. It's not even on there. I just straight off the dome piece. <laughs> um, uh, I I am continuously impressed by this offense. I'm continually impressed by Tua. Um, I saw the run game I wanted, um, and our defense really showed up. No notes. I forgot. Um, I forgot. I forgot fantasy corner for the first game. By the way, I apologize. Go ahead. Are you, uh, are you in on any of the Chiefs wide receivers now, Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony specifically? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I would. I I would. If if I had an available roster spot, and Kadarius Tony was is available in your league. Uh, he had a pretty incredible target share. Uh, he's not running a ton of routes. He's not in for a lot of plays, but when he is in there, he's being targeted a lot, and he got a lot of receptions. Um, 
and wasn't as much of a liability as he was. Week Funny one. side note. <clears throat> I'm sorry to go back to the Jags too, but um, remember there was the poll before the game. It was like, what's the key to the victory? The biggest key to the covering Jags? Travis Kelsey. Travis covering Travis Kelsey was number one. Yeah, and you read Travis Kelsey's stats. Four for forty-six and, and we a touchdown. Both said that's not it. No. Um. <clears throat> so it was getting to Mahomes, and it mm-hmm. was Etn going off. And yeah. if Etn went off, you would have won that game. Probably. Um. <clears throat> I mean, you guys didn't score a touchdown, so you would assume, <clears throat> and the concept of him going off, he would have scored a touchdown. But. All right. Let's get back. Let's get back I to digress. The team but, that just but, deserves some some flowers for winning a football game. Um. Yeah, I mean, what Belichick did is what he does. And he took away the biggest strength of our offense. Middle of the field passes is our bread and butter. Those three deep safeties was wild for, like, the whole game. (laughs) You look at Tua's passing chart, and it is unlike any passing chart Tua has had. And he was so successful. Throwing to the outside, throwing a different game, and our run game really showed off. Um, and that's key because both of those things were non-existent in games when the middle of the field were taken away last year. Tua's arm strength is an issue throwing to the outside, but... The play calling allowed for some spacing and anticipation that Tua needed um, because that's his bread and butter. And it seemingly was um, part of the offseason plan to have more of those outside throws in the bucket for these types of situations because they know good defensive coordinators are going to try to take away the middle of the field. Every defensive coordinator should. I mean, you should make them throw to the outside. But we still put up 24 points. It should have been more. And that's crazy considering it's the Patriots defense, which I think is a top 10 defense in this Mm -hmm. league at home. Um, So still very impressed. I mean, it's hard to imagine a fully healthy Dolphins team scoring less than 24 points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially because the Patriots, uh, as a general rule of a defense, are a week to week like what they do, what they scheme. So it's it's almost impossible for you to watch film. I mean, maybe it'll be a little bit easier for the Dolphins uh, going into their second matchup because they'll know kind of like what they want to do against the Dolphins. But they are very like defensive specific scheme for the team that they're playing against. So like they don't run three deep safeties on a regular basis, but then that's basically what they ran the entire game against the dolphins. So there is obviously a part of the game where you kind of have to be feeling it out and figuring it out. And like you said, 24 points on the road against the top 10 defense, which uh, on the other side of the ball, we got a superstar in the making in Christian Gonzalez as, as a cornerback. The kid is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was great. Uh, you know, Tyreek didn't have a big game this week because it was a lot of Christian Gonzalez on him. Mm-hmm. So very impressed um, with him. I mean, I was, I was impressed with the, the the Patriots defense, except their their pass rush. Mm-hmm. They get to us another stellar week by our offensive line without Teron Armstead. You know, everyone on that offensive line 
um, is just being just incredible right now. And except for our snap issues, which I don't know what we could do to fix that. Connor Williams has the third highest grade for centers. He's three um, in blocking, but they don't, as far as I know, I don't see anything in PFF about snapping. Yeah. And it's crazy how big of an issue it is. I don't know what it is um, that even kneel downs are a concern um, because that transfer is just not working. Yeah. So that's frustrating. It led to the Patriots kind of getting uh, one more chance um, because Mike McDaniel said he would have went for it except for the loss of a couple yards on that third uh, third and one um, in Patriots territory where we kicked a 55-yard field goal. And for the love of God, stop doing that with Jason Sanders with the game on the line. Um, but beside that, our offensive line is impressive. Our receiving core is impressive. Our running back is impressive. And two is the best he's ever been. The play calling is top-notch. I love Mike McDaniel. He is absolutely my favorite coach in this league, bar none, even if he wasn't the coach for the Miami Dolphins. He is – his personality is – I mean – is awesome. I mean, just everything. Like The halftime interview was so funny. So good. Him sprinting away from the cameraman. Yeah. He's just – he's enjoying himself. Yeah. This team is enjoying themselves. It's 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 a pretty high place we are right now, um, and especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean that going for that field goal with Jason Sanders is like literally my only gripe with the entire game. And obviously, you know, he said I, if we'd been a couple yards closer, but I mean, like, there ain't no way that dude's making that field goal. Like, <laughs> yikes! It's so weird. Two years ago, Jason Sanders had the kickers best, man had the best fifty-five plus yard field goal percentage ever. Not game. anymore. And he these past two years can't make a fucking dime 45 plus like it, it's like one out of three it's horrendous yeah um and it's even worse when the game's on the line i uh i don't know what's happened and i don't know how we did not try to get a different option there um but it is what it is i'd rather have mcmanus but it is what it is um maybe next year yeah um <clears throat> defense uh you know no jalen phillips was concerning uh except andrew van ginkle just absolutely going ham um really showing that we do not need emmanuel ogba on this team because he is our third best pass rusher not ogba uh van geekle just had an incredible game bradley chubb had an incredible game um and that interior defensive line seemingly was destroying the interior offensive line uh every other play just complete collapse um it was crazy, like, I think it was, like, the fourth quarter, and there was a 13-yard play for the Patriots, and the announcer's like, that was the longest play for the Patriots this game. And it's just like, man, this, this, they were, they were, like, chipping away at us, but then their drives would stop, or they'd have a, you know, a, 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 a turnover or something like that. And um, this defense was pretty incredible. I understand we allowed uh, some points, and... The second to last drive, they kind of just marched down the field in like three minutes after the Mostert run and scored on us. But then when we needed them, they stopped right in the last drive. So uh, that's twice they've done that. And I mean, I I think nowhere to go but up Mm -hmm. um, and just hope that Phillips is back this week. And I mean, I think that's that's one of the best edge groups in, in the league. 
Uh, yeah, no, I have I have nothing really else to add other than I need Holland to start picking up on uh, getting some interceptions oh, here for a beer bet. Is not good. No, he's not good. He's not good, man. Like he the you can't call it offense for him because my guy can't throw down the field. Um, mm-hmm. Every deep ball was only catchable for the defensive back or way over everyone's head <laughs> um, yeah. or way out of bounds. It was it was quite incredible. Crazy crazy stat for uh, week two. Tua had the fastest time to throw at uh, 1.98 seconds, but his average depth of target is, uh, where did he go? 14th at 8.9. Not only There's, that, this week he was, his average time to throw was the least in the league and his average time yeah. to throw uh, his average uh what was it intended yard um in the air was the highest in the yeah league. yeah i mean his nine fucking numbers like his average depth of target is 8.9 for context the highest average depth of target is 11.7 and that's russell wilson and his time to throw was 3.43 yeah so you're 1.98 at you know like a yard and a half less than what the highest number was at a crazy amount of time to throw. I it's it's insane to watch because your wide receivers are so fast. It's like he can th- he can get rid of the ball so fast, but the wide receivers are also already 40 yards. I watched this field. game with Superfan Chris, and I was like, you know, I'm wondering like, could we literally hike the ball and just in, Chuck in practice? It. Yeah, in practice, like throw it up to a point where you know Tua, uh, Tyreek can or Waddle can run to in whatever the the, the you know the the air time it would be for Tua, right? So you mm-hmm. match those numbers up, and you just sync it to where that throw. And it, so basically, all that needs to happen is Tua needs to hit his spot. Like I think that would be incredible if they ever did that. <laughs> they might be able to. All right, fantasy corner. Yes, Mostert this week. Running back, running back five. Sure. Week before, running back eighteen. High end RB one, low end RB two. What is the truth? Uh, um, it's weird because it's almost like against good defenses, he's going to be RB one because they're going to take away the middle mm-hmm. of the field and they're going to right into the outside zone, which is our bread and butter for running, right? Um, but I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah. but he, he, this is not the only time he's going to go for a hundred plus yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He should, he should always be in your lineup. Uh, no matter what, I feel like pretty comfortably is going to at least be an average flex option for you. And, and every week, uh, going forward, uh, I think that most needs to be, and is, and should be their number one running back. They don't need to be messing around with too much other stuff. More on him later. All right. Week two preview. Houston at Jacksonville. A one o'clock kick. Uh, Jags are a nine-point favorite. Uh, this is a get-right game right here. This is the game where uh, Trevor's low on statistics right now. You know, he's down there with, with, with the plebeians like Joe Burrow. Uh, and yards and touchdowns. This is a get-right game. Uh, my offensive um, game plan here is Jags third down versus Galaxy braining themselves. Uh, kind of about what you were talking about 
we got to chill on these wild ass plays that are losing us yards. Um, Jags are currently last in the NFL in, cur- in converting third downs. They are at 25% third down conversion rate. Uh, we don't need to be throwing the ball backwards, doing laterals. We don't need to be doing double passes with Christian Kirk, uh, throwing it back to Trevor. Our offense, our skill position group is good enough to compete with anybody in the league. Run the ball and let Trevor drop back, use play action, and scan the field, find the option, and throw it to the guy that's open. You have a superstar quarterback, you have a better-than-average running back, and you have three wide receivers that I think are starters for almost every team across the league and a tight end who's also a starter for almost every team across the league. Use your talent. You don't need to be gimmicky. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, yeah, agreed. Um, get out of your own heads. Run a typical standard game plan. Um, it's you know, it's it's the team to do that against. Um, I have some concerns about your offensive line against Will Anderson in that rush. I have some concerns, um, less concerns, even though they are a pretty good defensive back room, about Trevor against that defensive back room. But the Colts with Richardson and Minshew just put up 31 against right. this Texas team. Uh, so you got to put up at least 31 against this Texas team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're just, they, they've been, they get scored on a, a lot. So, uh, agree with you. This is the game to get right. I understand that Texans have been the bane of your existence or at least Trevor's existence. Um, that ends here and now. Yeah, it was good. Uh, defensively, Houston's receiving, which is currently 14th versus Jags coverage, which is third. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I just said? Jack's coverage is ranked third by PFF I mean, right now. Holy it's not, shit. It's not hard to see that. I mean, Campbell, Williams, Cisco. I mean, those guys are, are big yeah. core guys that wow. are top top guys in the league. Again, it's it's a matter of um, just staying healthy. Um, and um, I, I just I, I like everything that um, – God damn it! Is it what's the Mike uh, Caldwell? Thank you. I was gonna say Campbell, but I was thinking the defense. Close. Caldwell. Um, the the game plan that he's been mm-hmm. calling, and he's really improved this defense. Um, for the lack of talent they have, um, you know, I I think that it's um it's pretty pretty substantial. Um, so the Texans receivers, um, a bunch of no name guys, you know, that wouldn't be starters in other uh, uh teams, but. They have not been bad. Nico yeah, Collins and- has looked pretty good. Uh, you know, they have Tank Dell. They have um, uh, fucking Christ, um, the tight end whose name escapes me. Uh, well, they have Robert Schwartz, Woods. Schwartz, um, yeah. They have uh, Schultz. Schultz. Schwartz, man. Yeah. Right off. It's a sickness. Um, yeah. They have, yeah, they have Robert Woods. I honestly don't even know how well he's been doing. Um, the names I've seen more often are Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Yeah. Uh, John, John Metchie's there. I mean, I think that. Stroud hasn't been that bad. This offense hasn't been that bad. What what hasn't been bad has been Damian Pierce. I he hasn't really mm. um, done much. Um, but I think it's smart for defenses to key in on Damian Pierce and make the rookie throw it. Um, but they're still putting it, up but, the points. Yeah, CJ Stroud has been good. I would say uh, of the rookie quarterbacks, he's been the best passer sure. out of all of them. 
Um, he has yet to throw an interception. I think that that uh, streak ends coming up this week. I think this off this defense, uh, the secondary has been very opportunistic, has been getting picks every week. Um, listen, get pressure on CJ Stroud. Hopefully Allen can play. If not, Trayvon, you got to step up big. Roy Robertson-Harris, you got to get some pressure from the interior. This offensive line, I believe uh, their center is hurt, and Laramie Tunsil is questionable to play in this game uh, with with a rookie center and their best offensive lineman out. That should be uh, an invitation for you to go back there and get some pressure on the quarterback uh, and then let Cisco cook in the backfield. Yes, sir. Pick them here. Jags get right and blow out the Texans 31 10. Jags 32, Texans 14. Ooh. All right. Broncos at Dolphins. A one o'clock kick. Is that correct? Did I get it right this time? You sure did, buddy. Hell yeah. Uh, Dolphins are six and a half point favorite. Mm. This is where I talk. All right. So mm-hmm. um, let's start with our offense because it's just been cooking. So let's talk about us, us cooking a little bit more. Um, I had a great little thing here. Broncos <laughs> um, coverage. Broncos coverage is one, two, three, four, six worst in the league. Um, I don't know if you know about our receivers. But they're, they're okay. Good. They're pretty good. They're 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 one out of the entire league in terms of the receiving grade on PFF. Um, Goodness. Question mark is Waddle uh, in concussion protocol. Um, unknown if he's going to play, but I have liked Berrios. I have liked River Craycraft. Um, Smythe has been an excellent receiving tight end for us so far this year. And Tyreek is Tyreek. I think the Broncos are going to struggle with covering these receivers. Um, I think it's going to be more on the passing game, um, more similar to the Chargers game plan than the Patriots game plan. Um, so I am looking for that to be... I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so weird because it's like, uh, do we just rest Armstead until we lose? Because like, what what's the point of bringing it out here? It gets injured mm-hmm. off the line. been so great. Um, and... You know, it, but, um, you know, he might come back and it, it it's going to be a negligible difference because it's just been so good. Top 10 in pass block. I, I've, it's been years since I've seen that. Years, sir. Um, and so I, I'm excited to see that as well uh, against a middle of the road Denver Broncos pass rush. So, um, yeah, just. The Broncos' defense has struggled so far. Uh, they have no identity. Uh, yeah, and um, Vic Banjo knows his defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think some pointers will be made. Um, and we've run practices against this defense all offseason, right? Um, so I, I think that it, it will be pretty easy to game plan against uh, Vance Joseph's defense. Yeah, just like this this defense, whenever you watch the Broncos, it just, I mean, their whole team is kind of rudderless right now, but it's like, other than Patrick Sertan, like, I can't name you a, another Broncos defensive player that is has any kind of impact on any game. I feel like the offense should have no problem moving it up and down the field, which is going to put a ton of pressure on this uh, Broncos offense. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, you're if you look at the Denver Broncos depth chart, you're there's not a lot of 
big names on that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is concerning, um, you know, looking at that list and you just see guys. I mean, you see a couple guys, right? Randy Gregory, you're going to know. Justin Simmons, you're going to know. But the rest of these names, I mean, there's not much there. But um, even then, like I heard Randy Gregory's name uh, in the game last week, I think maybe once. And maybe Justin Simmons' name, maybe once. It's just they're not their defense is not making any kind of impactful plays right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree uh, with you there. <clears throat> so, uh, moving on to the other side of the ball. Um, so, you know, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We have kind of said our thoughts on uh, Russell Wilson, right? Um, you know, we think that his his time as an NFL starter uh, is done. Um, I do think he's on a bit of a shorter leash uh, with Sean Payton sp- specifically. Um, I, I, I could see him making a switch, um, you know, potentially even in this game if things get out of hand. Um, so I, I, I just think that it's, uh, it's going to be key to make Russell Wilson's life hell. Um, you know, he just doesn't have the legs anymore to to support his game. And it's pretty evident. I assume Jalen Phillips will be back. Um, and because it seemed like he was texting to go against the Patriots, and they held him out. So um, I'm hoping that he'll go here. Uh, so key is pass rush versus their offensive line and pass block. Um, you know, their run game hasn't done much. Um, the Patriots' run game didn't do much. Um, so I kind of just expect that same type of game plan, right? Like make Russell Wilson beat us like we made Mac Jones beat us. Same game plan. Um, they might be the same caliber quarterback. And um, we might hear the same thing about, you know, no, um, the longest play has been 13 yards. Now, Russell Wilson did have a deep bomb to Marvin Mims, um, but don't. And a Hail Mary. Well, yeah, but that was just (laughs) both of those things. It's like, I don't think people realize that the commander's defense is not uh, stellar. Um, And so, yes, they, they put up some points on those two plays, right? Um, but beside those two big plays, Russell Wilson did not do much. And the Hail Mary, for the love of God, how do you not know? It's Hail Mary 101. Knock the ball down. Stop going for the interception. You fucking idiots. Um, and that's that's a that's a problem from those defensive backs. But my point being is, like, I don't I don't really expect that yeah. with our team. Uh, sure. Just because our safety play is just substantially better uh, than the commander's safeties. And um, in any event... Um, I want to see Phillips. I want to see Chubb's name being called a lot. Hell, with Van Ginkle. I mean, we have we have these spot blitzes with certain players on our our defense. Kader Kohu, David Long, and it's just so exciting. And then Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer also get back there. It's like it's never ending of the names that get called out for sacks. Yeah, um, it just goes on and on. And a lot of pressure. And Russell Wilson is playing. A lot of scrambling, a lot of getting his eyes down as soon as there's pressure in his face, and it's going to be an issue with uh, this Dolphins defense. They're they've gotten a lot of pressure, and then their backfield, I, I think, is I still think is my favorite part of this defense, even more than than the front seven. I like the secondary so much. Uh, when Ramsey comes back, it's going to be wild. But um, yeah, man, I 
this game I can understand why as a diehard fan of a team that you would put this game in multi-view much like I'll probably also do with the Texans game uh, give me your pick em. Uh Dolphins 32 Broncos 14 <laughs> Dolphins 28 Broncos 9 uh, alright let's move on to our game here uh, we're going to do the same thing that we did last year this game is called you had my curiosity but now you have my attention these are things that we've saw in the first week uh, that maybe we felt a little bit hot takey about or maybe we didn't mention in our in our first game and we're coming back to them because it, it now has our attention that uh, these things are going to start to solidify and have some meaning possibly uh, why don't you get us started? Sure thing. All right, I'm gonna lead you, read you some stat lines. Love Except it. Seventeen rushes for forty yards, four receptions for thirty-one yards, and a fumble. It's basically twenty-one touches for seventy-one yards and a fumble versus twenty-eight rushes for one hundred and fifty-eight yards and three touchdowns, three receptions for nineteen yards. You combine those, well over one hundred and seventy yards with three touchdowns, no turnovers substantially better and player B player B being Raheem Mostert player A being Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook my boy might be washed yeah uh, he has not looked good um, and I understand this past game was a bit of a mess but he did not look good that first game against the Bills and you look conversely at how well Brees Hall played in that first game. Uh, I don't know why that split isn't at least 80-20 um, in, in my mind. you know. And um, the game plan that was called against the Cowboys was horrendous. Um, and I get they have probably the worst offensive line in the league. But um, which, side note, let's not give the Cowboys the Super Bowl right now. They've played two her maybe the two like bottom five offensive lines in the league. So yeah, Micah Parsons has gone off, yeah. and the the quarterbacks have made huge mistakes, and you know they haven't allowed a lot of points. But that's like strength versus weakness, like times a thousand. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see some more Cowboys games against a better offensive lines before we give them um, the NFC crown. But sign up, that was a sign up. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook. I'm, I'm glad we did not sign him, um, especially for the money that he wanted. Because uh, I wouldn't have him as RB2. I have really liked Savon Ahmed so far. And um, Devon Ahmed is, is played a couple, had a couple touches this game. Coming back from the shoulder injury. Um, I'm going to be excited to see him more often. Uh, and Jeff Wilson's on IR. I don't know why I would wait, want Delvin Cook over any of those guys. Um, the way that he's been playing has just looked so bad. And I think that... There is a reason why he was in that position. And there's a reason why all this running back talk has happened over the offseason. We've seen it these first couple weeks over these big-time guys um, getting injured and and also fading fast with age. Yeah, I, I, they're treating this backfield like a 1A, 1B kind of situation. And it's so clear that it should be a 1 and 2 backfield where Brees Hall is touching the ball as many times as he can before he gets too tired and that they need somebody else to come in. And then, and then it's maybe Dalvin cook. 
obviously he hasn't been playing that well, but uh, he's the guy you brought in to be your second running back. He should not be playing a 1B situation where he ever touches the ball more than Brees Hall, period. Um, and this one kind of dovetails nicely into my first one. Um, these defensive-minded coaches, specifically Staley and, and Iberflus with Sala to a degree, with these uniquely talented quarterbacks or untalented quarterbacks, they're on my radar. I know that we've talked about before, you know, having a defensive-minded head coach isn't uh, necessarily something that's going to deter you from having a, a top-flight offense because uh, they can just hire a uh, offensive coordinator that it can run the whole offense. But these teams, uh, I I don't know what what these coaches are doing with this game plan, but these teams uh, look terrible. Uh, Herbert is one of the best downfield passers in the game. And they went from being one of the most aggressive teams in his rookie rookie year. Uh, he's got, you know, some of these incredible, memorable comebacks. And they just, they don't, they use him with like kid gloves. Like they don't, they're not aggressive anymore. They, they don't take chances when he has one of the strongest arms in, in the league, uh, the Bears. I think I heard today that they've run a total of three designed quarterback run plays this season like your quarterback is so uniquely talented as a runner and you're making him into this drop back passer and taking away the thing that he's the best at and then robert sala like you were saying that team had 11 total rushes in the game against the cowboys and four of those were Brees hall your quarterback sucks the only way you're winning football games is if Brees Hall is running the ball and like what your game plan is shit. Uh, agreed. That goes into my next one, which is mm. about Justin Fields. And um, I think the Bears, the where he got drafted is going to ruin his career and we're never going to see the true Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to have to fire Eberflus and bring in uh, offensive guy who can actually work with but I, I, my, my point being i think it's going to be too late yeah um and this you know job saving stuff and things like that they're going to make stupid decisions and it's going to lead to fields not being in the best offense for his talent and um i think we're just going to lose him um in terms of what he could have been which we've seen flashes of and mm -hmm. it just is seemingly getting worse. Um, even though they've added weapons, the, the, the play calling, and I think key to having a defensive head coach is hiring the right offensive coordinator. Right. Um, and Lugetsi for the Bears, it, it's been horrendous. And they, other teams have, the two teams so far have said, we know what the Bears are going to call. Mm -hmm. And the, what they're calling, 50% of field's pass attempts. We're behind, sorry, sorry, 37% of field pass attempts were behind the line of scrimmage. A third. Just all screens. Yeah, it's been it's crazy. League leading. And only half of them are completed, which is the league worst. Yeah. Just absolute ass. And the, the problem is, is like this play calling is destroying Justin Fields. 
His confidence is shot. Did hmm. You saw a lot on Twitter, some of the All-22 tape where he's afraid to make the throws. He's staring down his first read. It's all bad. And then he relies on his legs in the worst way, in a panic move, running right into defenders because he's so um, afraid to trust himself. And it's because of the offense that's called. It's not because of Fields' talent. He just has the worst coaching staff, and I think we're going to lose him what he could have been. Yeah, I mean, look at AR with Steichen, and uh, nobody would disagree that Fields coming in was a more talented passer than Anthony Richardson is. But Anthony Richardson, had he not got a concussion last week, was uh, was on his way to having an incredible, incredible performance. And it's because his coach understands what he needs uh, as a quarterback and is helping him in his development and it's just not helping it's not happening for these other guys who have these defensive minded head coaches you're on my radar and as well as you said with Justin Fields uh, uh, the Steelers um, fans took this one away from me a little bit with their chance uh, Matt Canada it's time for you to move to Canada uh, their offense currently ranked 32nd on PFF of overall offenses. This is, it, it's peewee football. It's awful. The only reason why you won a football game is because your defense can score more points than you. This was a take purge take of mine from last week. Yeah, I know, but now it's real. <laughs> um, it's it, no longer a purge. He should be fired. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's not uh, it's not good. <laughs> it did not get any better. Um, no, fact, it, it, got it got worse. It got worse. The the absolute disastrous play calling was so prevalent because it was a Monday night game, so more eyes were on it. And my God, like it was, it was so bad. Um, and it's crazy that they won that game, but it was on their defense, and it was on the yeah. fact that Deshaun Watson also sucks. So yeah, you got you got fourteen points from your defense, and then another touchdown. Because you have a wide receiver that's otherworldly yeah. that took a that took a five yard slant route to the house and just blew by two guys who had perfect angles on him, but he was just so fast that they couldn't catch him. That's the only reason why you won that football game. Had nothing to do with your coaching. It's awful. Get out of here. My last one is um, about the Commanders, who are now seventh in points, and the Chiefs who are 22nd in points. And what happened between those two teams in the offseason? Eric Benenemy hmm. is the reason why the commanders are so much better and it is a key reason why the Chiefs are so much worse this year. Eric Benenemy, I think, is um, a big key to offensive game calling. And it was always so surprising why he wasn't getting head coaching gigs. Yeah, um, frustrating for both of us. And... Um, Ron Rivera should retire, and Ben Enemy should be the head coach there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that team. They've Obviously, they've played two football teams that we don't really think highly of that probably will be picking top five. It'll be interesting to see what they what they do once they get into the tougher part of their schedule because um, you and I were kind of going back and forth on how I'd love it if he got to stay as the starter. I think he's better than Levis. Uh, who got drafted significantly higher than him. I, I, I like him as a quarterback. I like what he brings. 
uh, and I agree with you. I, I hope that the succession plan in places that the enemy comes the, the head coach there. Cause that would be uh, exciting to see them kind of build off of what they have instead of blowing the whole thing up with this new ownership, because so far through two weeks, it's been pretty good. Uh, in my final one, after we were just so delighted about how good the AFC was going to be. This one's really got my attention. Uh, 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles, all NFC teams are, I would say, the best, the three best teams in the NFL. And if you look at them, Chiefs are the only team with a higher odds to make the Super Bowl currently. I'm going to introduce you to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I would say better than the Eagles right now. Sure. So, I mean, but again, like, and I already said three, my piece about the Cowboys. Three of the top four teams are NFC teams after months of bloviating about how great the AFC is. The NFC, probably at three of at least the top five teams in whichever way you want to slice it are NFC. I, I would agree with that. Um, the NFC has performed quite well against the AFC so far as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have seen kind of some big time flaws, obviously in the Bengals. Um, but also in the Chiefs and the Bills mm-hmm. have not been um, stellar for both games. Um, you know, still early in the season, but the teams that are two and zero are not newcomers, but you know, more surprising in the AFC in terms sure. of like, the Ravens and Dolphins. Um, in terms of those being, honestly, in my opinion, the two best teams in the AFC right now. Um, right. And the Ravens aren't better than any of those three teams. No, but you know they. They've been pretty good, um, mm. but um, but yeah, no. Beside that, I do think that the those three teams um, in the NFC um, are definitely uh, yeah um, better than I would take them over um, most, if not all, AFC teams outside of sure. the Dolphins, who are just otherworldly. <laughs> now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Casey's Casino Corner. All right, so point of contention here. You know, the two straight-up bets that I had this week uh, lost. Um, but all – I don't want to say all of them. Hold on, let me look. Um, do, 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 do. Don't mind me. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven – uh, out of seven of my teaser legs last week, six of them covered. Um, so if you bet all the teasers, like I said, you should have, uh, you would have made money, even though that was kind of my third bet. Um, I know everyone did that. <laughs> yeah, everybody who was listening to this, they were like, teaser bets, all of them, let's go. I'm actually killing these first two weeks, by the way, just so you know. Um, I'm waiting for the uh, Hill Residence investment. Um, idea that I've, I've given you guys, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> have you given uh, it to us or have you given it just me? I think that you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> this week, let's start with let's, let's start with a couple of teasers. First one, uh, Saints against the Packers, Rams against the Bengals. Both are two-point underdogs. Tease them both up to plus eight. So Saints plus eight over Packers. Rams plus eight over Bengals. Sure. I, I, Bengals playing poorly. I can't imagine that they beat anybody by more than a touchdown Super right now. Play. 
It, like he's seriously not going to. Probably, probably should take a, a break until yeah, October, the, but the, at the, least yeah, the problem that they they've dug themselves in a freaking hole. Is he has played these past two weeks and they've lost, so they really screwed up the game. But they also don't have any behind him anyway, so they would be losing. Yeah, but he would have been resting. Yeah, and maybe back now. <laughs> Correct. Um, because he's obviously not fully healthy, and that offensive line is hot garbage. Yeah. Um, next teaser, uh, is a. a the Baxter special, uh, which is Jags uh, down to minus two and a half over the Texans. Ravens down to minus one over the Colts. Um, we call this the AFC South bump for you. I don't know. Sure. Uh, teaser. Jags minus two and a half. Ravens minus one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the Ravens, I guess, more specifically to me. Like if AR plays, like he is going to provide problems for teams and I could very easily see if AR plays and plays a whole game that defense having some issues with him and, and the Colts being able to pull that game off. They already look like they can compete with a lot of teams, but in concussion protocol, we'll see what happens. If it's Gardner Minshew, I would take the Ravens like you did and the Jags. I, I just don't see a way that they lose to the Texans here. Yeah. Again, everything a grain of salt only been two weeks. ARs look great against a defense that we didn't have high hopes about and the Texas defense, you know? Mm. Um, anyway, last one. Uh, Bills are at the Commanders. So this is the Eric Bain enemy special. Uh, commanders plus six and a half over the Bills in their home stadium. You're taking the Commanders? Yeah, for sure. Boy, um... Josh Allen came back last week and played very, very well. I still think that of that team as a contender, I, I mean, I guess the commanders could play them tight and you could still cover this, right? Like if the commanders win by by three, you're still good, right? If the Bills win by six, I'm still good. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's probably – that. you're probably right. That's probably, that's probably a decent bet. Um don't imagine that this is a blowout. My under special. Yeah. Do Patriots Jets. Do it. You won't. Titans that, at Browns. That under. Jets. It's low. It's 36 and a half. Yeah, I took the That's one right. Number. I took the one right above that. Okay. Uh, Titans at Browns under 39. No chub. Uh, Titans played well last week, but they're going to be an up and down outfit. Uh, Browns defense, very, very good. Yeah, sure. uh, but Browns will not have their engine anymore Deshaun Watson looks like shit no Nick Chubb uh that that offense will be lucky if they score 15 points ever in a game without Chubb yeah you're you're worrying losing that bet is the defense scoring uh 21 points (laughs) yeah all right you got anything else you want to say no sir thank you for joining us here at the surfer and artificial turf podcast uh you can find and follow us on X slash Twitter at Surf and Artificial Turf. You can email us at the same thing, Surf and Artificial Turf at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us if you'd be so kind. It definitely helps. And we'll talk to you all next week. Mm, goodbye. <laughs>